Hey everybody, this is Rachel from Grayscale Gorilla, and welcome to another Grayscale Gorilla podcast. In today's episode, Nick flies solo and answers folks' questions about Grayscale Gorilla and his own growth as a creative person, from his current NFTs to way back in the day, creating the most simple and yet long-running website ever. Listen on in to hear what he has to say. Hey, Cinema 4D artists, if you're not a Plus member and are feeling left out, check out Grayscale Gorilla Plus, where you will get access to our huge library of materials, lighting tools, animation plugins, and all sorts of other goodies. You can sign up for $49 a month, or you can get 10% off a full year of Plus using the code GSGPODCAST at checkout. Join the thousands of Cinema 4D artists around the world who use Plus to help create beautiful work in less time. And now, without further ado, let's start today's podcast. Well, hello there, Internet. It is good to see you. Welcome to yet another Grayscale Gorilla live stream. I hope you're doing well. Happy Thursday. Uh, if it is Thursday, it might be Friday. Uh, cheers to you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if this is your first time here, we do these live shows to answer your questions, and usually they have different topics and themes. Uh, today, I thought I'd fly solo and just simply answer your Grayscale Gorilla questions. Uh, we always get a ton of great questions from uh, you on YouTube, uh, Twitch, and of course, Facebook, no matter where you're watching, I will see your question. So get your question ready, whether you're a new Grayscale Gorilla Plus customer or always wanted to ask me something specific about Grayscale Gorilla, what we offer, or, you know, about my haircut. It's all game today. We're ready to go. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying creative. Hope you're staying healthy. And uh, welcome to another live show. Let's do this. As always, we have our chat here. We also have uh, Rachel in the chat ready to link it all up for you and uh, help there. So thank you, Rachel and Jake. I think we finally got Jake all set up with uh, with the uh, permissions as well. So thank you, guys. Give them thumbs up for helping today. As always, I want to know where everybody's from today. I'm going to throw up the chat here. Uh, two things. Uh, one, where, uh, where are you watching from? I always love all the states and countries where people are watching from. And number two, I have a personal question. Not too personal. Have you upgraded to R25 yet? Let me know in the comments. Uh, thank you. Cheers. We got Kelfire from Brooklyn. Um, we got uh, Andy's here. Paul's here. Free Radical Design Group from New York. What's up? Chicago says hello. Chris, what's up? Thank you for saying hi. Let me get rid of that logo here. Flying solo. I'm running graphics today, guys. Doing chat. Doing it all. South Alabama, running 25. Awesome. Joe, thank you so much. Uh, Chris, cheers again. Jeffrey, running 25. Yes, running 25. Okay, so so good. Good. I'm glad to hear everybody's moving, moving up here, getting used to the interface. I got to say, I'm getting used to it. There's still some issues, but the more I use it, the better I am. Um, haven't used Cinema 4D since R12. Johnny, thanks for thanks for showing up, man. You may want to upgrade. Is it even compatible anymore? Who knows? Um, awesome. Wants to be a gorilla very soon. I love that. Gonzalo, I haven't thought about that. If you join Plus, are you a gorilla? I'd say yes. Let's go for it. Uh, still running 24. We got 23. I love seeing this. From Moscow, Denny. Cheers, Richard. Stellar Mohammed. Love seeing all of you uh, from all over the world join us here today. And if you have a friend, a colleague, uh, uh, you know, a... Um, uh, and it, it, someone who loves 3D as much as you do, let them know we're live. 
uh, do us a favor and uh, tweet it out. And actually, what really helps right now is if you hit the thumbs up on YouTube. It lets YouTube know that we're live and lets other people know that subscribe, that uh, there's people here hanging out. So thank you guys so much. Paris, France, 50% 24 and 59% are 25. Joel, get, check your math. Check your math, but I think you, you're, you're pretty close. Joseph, what's up? Hey, good to see you, man. Good to see you in Chicago as well. Walter, uh, thanks for joining us. Well, folks, today is a very special episode. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to say it. If we end up getting into Cinema 4D uh, and we have some specific Cinema 4D questions, I might, I might open up a little R25 later and try to answer those. But today I wanted to make it more specific to Grayscale Gorilla in general. Um, and I know a lot of you always have questions about what we do here, whether you're a new Plus customer, wondering where things are. Maybe there's uh, a piece of training you, you can't find. Um, or making sure that we have everything you purchased installed, ready to go, all the way to, um, you know, if you're looking at becoming a customer or just always wanted to ask Grace Gorilla a question about what we do here and um, really anything, really. It's Thursday. I'm ready to go. I got my LaCroix, got my water, got you guys ready to go. <laughs> Joel meant to write 50-50, but he's blaming it on his phone. I'll give you, I'll give it to you, Joel. I think, I think that's fine. Uh, what's up? India's here. Moscow's here. Love it. Holland. Amazing. Awesome. Richard, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, as we get into questions, I thought I could click on questions. Oh, I'm trying to click on the screen. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Uh, all right. I just want to click on this. And thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. We've been working really hard on Plus. A few announcements before we get into the questions. First of all, if you have a question, get it ready. Uh, and then if you, when you answer, ask a question, put a cue in front of it just so it's easier to find in this list of stuff here. Am I, am I too bright? Let's tone that light down. That's okay. I need a little shadow. Chad, check, check my shadow level. That's okay. Um, uh, so if you have a question, make sure you put a cue in front of it. It helps. Um, and then number two is, um, uh, I forgot number two. I was too worried about the chat here. I'll get to it. We'll get to it, guys. Oh, some some uh, some news before we get into the questions. So first of all, uh, if you have ever been a pre, this is a question we get all the time. Hey, I've purchased uh, plugins and materials, anything in the past, and I'm looking to join Plus. Do you guys have any special deals for us for us who have joined in the past? Well, yes, yes, we do. If you go into your customer account, if you've ever purchased anything from Grayscale Gorilla, you have a very special offer in your account to join Plus at a discounted rate. And um, I wanted to let you guys know that because that uh, is going away sometime in the future here. We haven't quite set up a time, but it'll be before the end of the year. So if you've ever wanted to join Plus, make sure, and you've been a previous customer, definitely join, uh, log in your account. And you'll see a special offer just for you guys to join. Number two, uh, if you, uh, once you're in there, by the way, just click, uh, log in to log in and then click, uh, my account to see, um, all the details. Uh, number two is the team's working really hard on a very special release. That'll be out before the end of the year. We have a huge new plus release that has a bunch of new stuff. Uh, really excited. I've got, uh, to see some more previews this week and it's looking really amazing, uh, including a brand new product, which is the first of its kind, um, uh, for us and, and maybe, anywhere uh, in 3D that I think will uh, make a certain look that you want to make really, really easy. So 
really excited to share that with you guys before the end of the year. Um, and then for anybody who has um, checked out Grayscale Gorilla in the past and has not seen what we've released in the last year or two, definitely check out our What's New page. Maybe Rachel can find a link to that one. And it just shows you all the new stuff that we've been launching into Plus. It's been exclusive uh, for Plus for over a year now. And we just have amazing material collections, textures, uh, um, HDRIs, of course, and, and a bunch of other new stuff, including scripts and plugin updates. Go check it out. It's our What is New page. Or you know what? What's New page. Because we're, we're, we're kind of casual like that. What's New. I think that's right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's a little update here. Uh, let me know your questions. Get them ready. Here we go. Um, and what's really fun is, you know, sometimes I don't have the answer. And uh, the audience has an answer. So please chime in if you see somebody's question that you can answer specifically. All right. Let's jump in here. Let me scroll up. Um, Pro Tools, I appreciate that. Pro Tools, you've been around a while, man. It's good to see your name in here. And um, I appreciate you. Thank you. 75% of my skills I learned from that guy. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I love 3D. It's fun. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, here we go. Any plans for killer subsurface mats? I think that's what that is. Subs SSS mats? Subsurface? Maybe that's something else you may have to specify. We do uh, have um, our uh, surface imperfection maps as well that are all built in. But let me know what that acronym is, and I might be able to answer you a little bit better. Uh, let's see here. Question. Oh, we're getting deep right now. Joel, let's get serious, guys. There's tools. There's materials. Then there's sleep. Maybe one of the most important things that we need as humans. Maybe more than coffee. How does other 3D artists deal with sleep management? How to avoid, uh, how to avoid having uh, too much sleepless nights? Um, sleep, man, it's important, especially uh, as you get older. Let me tell you, uh, it's hard. I I tend to be a night owl, and I tend to um, not want to go to bed uh, and just stay up. I, I find like, you know, especially when I was a little bit younger, the like after midnight time was when I got a lot of my most creative work done. The world kind of was like asleep or, you know, quiet. And I, I just, you know, there was no emails and Twitter wasn't flying around. I could just sit and get my work done. Um, so I just think it's important to find how you do your best work and then and then schedule sleep around it. Uh, unfortunately, the world is just set up to, to uh, four early risers. I mean, they're just kind of in charge, guys, unfortunately. And all of us creative types are just kind of stuck with their schedule. Um, but I think it's important to look at how you do your best work and, uh, but, but not avoid the sleeping, even if you feel like kind of a bum waking up at 10 or 11 in the morning. Um, but if that's when you get your best stuff done, uh, I think it's important. So definitely find your best work time and then schedule your sleep around it. Some people need six, some people need eight, some people need in between. Do not, uh, push it for too long. Your body will, will, uh, punish you. Not just short term. Your body will punish you long term. There are huge, huge studies tied to sleep, long term living, and healthy living. So please do not uh, mess that one up. Oh, I see. I see the issue now. This is the problem. Kel Fire, your skin tone is too similar to your background. I got to rethink my whole background now. I think I, now I can't stop seeing it. I, I like blend in. Oh, you met. You mess me up, Kel Fire. I got to like, I got to go looking on YouTube now. See, that's why those people have all the cool lights and stuff behind them. I mean, I got the cool pink lights, but they're just not showing up. It's too bright. It's too bright in here. All right. Thank you. 
you just changed my whole world. Um, all right. Rachel, thank you for the links. All right, let's see here. Steve does not have any questions. He just wanted to say thanks for everything that uh, we do for the 3D community. Steve, I appreciate that. We work hard over here to um, do exactly that, help the 3D community. So we've been doing it for over 12 years now. Can you believe it? 12 years. Um, and uh, and we, we have no plans of stopping. So um, thank you for that. All right, let's see here. Hey, Chad's here. What's up, Chad? Good to see you, bud. Thanks for showing up. Um, all right, Rachel linked the What's New and Plus for you guys to go check that out. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Okay, Paul, let's talk. Let's talk computers. Are you excited about the new MacBook Pros coming Monday? Uh, and might it help uh, shift the tide back to Mac for Cinema 40 users, given Redshift is M1 native? I think so. I think it's something um, that's happening quietly. I think PCs definitely... Uh, and, and Windows and, and NVIDIA graphics cards really took over for the last, uh, gosh, five plus years, I think. I was definitely a late, um, you know, late member to that. Um, but uh, I think there's a chance. Uh, I think it's a small chance that, you know, I don't think Max will ever take over as far as speed compared to something like the hottest NVIDIA graphics card. But I think um, for those of us on the go who don't want to bring a gaming laptop around with us, I think it's super important that uh, and super great that Mac's giving us some options, uh, especially as they grow this M1 chip. You know, I think the rumors really are maybe that we move beyond the M1 to on the next uh, uh, Apple event, which is what I'm hoping. I want to see how they scale up their graphics cards and how uh, they scale up that chip in general, because you're right. Redshift uh, compatible, Octane um, X is fully compatible with the Mac, uh, and, and also free, by the way. If you haven't went and downloaded that, you can go use Octane X on your MacBook, uh, any M1 chip, and it's just running. It's amazing. Um, so I'm very excited about the future of of the, um, the Macs. Uh, and, uh, I use a Mac uh, for most of what I do, and then I use a PC for 3D. Um, I think that's going to be our future for a while, but I'm excited to see how things... Uh, Kind of grow up here. I can adjust my light now. Uh, she freaked. Uh, I, I'm not sure if that was a woman or a man that aunt, that said that with that username, but I gotta adjust my background. Hold on. Okay, it's a little darker. Oh, that was driving me crazy. Okay, that was it. That was exactly the problem. All right, here we go. New Max. Good. Uh, Richard, appreciate it. The question. Uh. <laughs> Look, this is a real question. Now it's focusing on the background because I'm having all the issues today. You just got to look at the camera real sternly. See, works. Would you rather live the rest of your life in grayscale or spend one day a week as an actual gorilla? I, I think I'd have to go to the gorilla thing. As long as it's like a zoo gorilla thing, I don't know what I would do in the wild. Like no coffee and go like, got to go find food and stuff. I don't know. I would, I would. Grayscale, I don't think Grayscale would be fun. That's for sure. Mail, Kelfire, thank you for clarifying. Appreciate it. All right, let's see here. New Max, subsurface. So Chad clarified that it was subsurface. Chad actually had a uh, a little comment about the SSS materials. I thought that was what um, you were talking about, subsurface scattering materials. Said that it was a little bit difficult to pull off um, and also make compatible. I think that's important to let you guys know. You know, un, unlike a lot of other material collections that just have like the the you know basically they give you JPEGs and you know wish you the best. 
our materials are um, packaged up and ready to go. So once you download them, they're compa fully compatible, ready to go with Arnold, Redshift, and Octane so that you can just drag and drop them onto your scene and you don't have to put anything together. You don't have to snap any nodes together. You don't have to adjust any settings. These materials are like out of the box, ready to go and, and you know, set up to work exclusively with those three renderers. So, um, you know, it's important to us that the materials look the same across all platforms and also that um, they're just ready to go. So we're always looking into new things and how we can bring things like subsurface and all that to you guys. Uh, but think of something like glass. If you go to other places to find, you know, a glass material, you're not going to find one because you can't really ship a glass JPEG. <laughs> that doesn't quite work out. Uh, so we actually package our materials up so that they're ready to go drag and drop onto your scene. So just something to uh, that we get a question about all the time and uh, important to uh, make sure you guys know. New paper textures are amazing. I've been seeing so much more of that, and um, I love seeing that. We love putting out these collections and seeing what artists come up with. Uh, if you have not checked out the new paper collection, uh, team killed it with this one. Go check it out. We've been posting a lot of these on Instagram lately, and uh, these are all drag and drop ready to go too. Beautiful stuff. Oh, here's Chad's thing. Thank you, Chad. Subsurface materials are difficult for us to do because all three renders handle it so differently. Uh, and also, yeah, just like Chad's saying, subsurface is different in every render, and it's hard to keep it equal across the board. So uh, we're always looking into ways to solve that, but for now, it's, it's a little tricky. Um, all right. Boom. Uh, Paul asks, question. Hey, Nick, I like the question mark, too. That works if you want to do that, or a Q. They're both visible. Hey, Nick, love the take system, but to be honest, I get confused. Uh, when, uh, when and why to toggle the auto take and lock overrides button? When would I use one and not the other? Neither or both. It's been a while actually since I used takes, but I remember uh, having this exact issue. So something important with takes is that um, anything you make changes on are I think global by default, unless you say um, override the take. So if you want something to be different in every render, I think that's when you either click or right click, I forget. And then it says, do you want to change this? And then now what you have is a parameter that changes for each take. And if you don't do that, I think the default is it either is grayed out in the takes or anything you do in the top level is global. So you can continue to work with takes and say, hey, I want all of these to change the HDR. And I, you know what I mean? Like you have globals at the top and then each take says what thing specifically you want to change. And so that's how I think of takes. Uh, we actually have a, a video about it. Um, I think Chad made it a, a little bit ago that still is super useful. Uh, it's on YouTube. Go search uh, takes, Zemo4D. I think it's in there. I think he also has a tokens video. Um, so they they kind of always go together, even though they're different from me, just because it's fun to say, takes and tokens. Check out both. They're both super useful. And uh, Chad dives in a little bit deeper into how he uses takes. Definitely check that out. All right. Ba-bam. Let's go here. Uh, Rachel. Rachel says, she's definitely a morning person. Get my best stuff done rocking over first cup of coffee. I wish I could be, Rachel. I wish I could just snap my fingers and be the morning person. Uh, that's tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, figure out your way of doing it. Um, all right. Let's see here. D -d okay, here's a good question. Uh, Farid says, Farid, I think says uh, you have a tutorial on 300% faster rendering um, on YouTube. So 
uh, and it, well, I'll just finish your question. Is that method better than using Redshift? So if you're not familiar with that video, that is a physical render trick, basically, that allows you, if you're using physical render, to put your uh, materials in a different channel and literally it just instantly speeds up your render two, three, sometimes four X faster. Um, that trick is not faster than Redshift. Uh, so any uh, third-party renderer right now is uh, pretty much, I could I could easily say, going to be faster than any built-in renderer right now in Cinema 4D. Of course, Maxon owns Redshift, so it depends on what you mean by built-in. If you have a Maxon 1 account, you actually have Redshift, and you could just start using that. Um, but I would recommend that you download a third-party renderer, especially if you have hardware that supports it, um, and try it out. And I think you will be pleasantly surprised on how much faster a third-party renderer is over a built-in renderer. Um, so check that out. It's definitely not a replacement. You can make do things to make physical render better and cleaner and faster, but it is nowhere near the speed uh, upgrade that you get from using a third-party renderer like Redshift, Octane, Arnold. Really, all of them are, are much faster than the built-in ones. All right, here we go. Chris wants to redesign my background. I mean, look, I need help. It sounds great, but we'll figure it out. Put a guitar back there. Like a shelf, maybe my uh, YouTube button. That's what I need. Hold on. Boom. Bam. Done. Um, isn't it? That's, I'm, like, I'm not a real YouTuber unless I put this behind me. Hold on. Next time, guys, I'll step it up. All right. Boom. I got to catch up here, guys. So many great questions. Uh, <laughs> didn't mean to derail the production. Hey, it's already, look, when you're dealing with me, there's just going to be some sidetracks. It's going to be okay. We'll, we'll figure this out. All right. Hello from Moscow. Boom. Let's see here. Um, let's see here. All right. We got a question here from Jeffrey. How to quickly light, oh, how quickly might Leica Pro be updated so reflection intensity works? with Redshift without having to expose the light and then use reflection contribution. Uh, presets that alter reflection are not accurate. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, that is great. Um, those details are always coming up with Lightkit Pro because it's so tightly tied to the renderers. Um, so things like this, when new versions pop up, um, we're always uh, trying to make sure we're on top of that stuff. So uh, this specific one, I'm actually going to have our team write this down if anyone's in the chat wants to write that down and double check uh, and make sure it's fixed. So if that's been broken a while, um, uh, I'm sorry. Also, if it's just freshly broken, which happens sometimes when you know new renderers come out, we'll take a look at it and make sure that um, uh, we could try to fix that one. So I appreciate that, Jeffrey. Thanks for coming. Thanks for the question. Uh, all right. Let's see here. What about this one? This one looks fun. How can I make a light shine through a five-faceted prism? So you could duplicate it five times in a circle in Octane. Like a prism, I'm thinking, uh, I just can't get like Dark Side of the Moon on my head. Often, this might not be what your question is. I, honestly, I, that's a really specific question. I, I don't know if we can jump into without you know getting into cinema and all that. One thing you might want to think about whenever you have glass and you're trying to get refraction and light bouncing around, especially in Octane, is is the bounces. Actually, I don't know what Octane calls it, but you basically have samples uh, per um, part of your rendering. And if you have your samples set low, it is very fast to render, but also what that means is your light doesn't bounce around as much as it does 
in real life. So you may want to start term, turning up some of your, uh, not your overall samples, but the second, third, fourth, and fifth sliders in Octane will start to let you um, bounce light around more and more. So if you ever have any dark glass, uh, don't forget that tip to go in and start to turn up your bounces in Octane. And I don't have Octane in front of me, but there's a better word for it. Somebody will say it in the uh, chat here if you guys can help me out. All right, next question. Thank you guys so much, by the way. This has been, this is, I love this stuff. I can, uh, uh, happy to answer your questions. Um, and uh, again, if you uh, just showed up and just help us out, click the uh, thumbs up. It helps YouTube know that we're live. And um, um, and if you're not subscribed, do that stuff. And what, what else do they say? Hit the bell. Bell lets you know when we're live in the future. Okay. Have you played with capsules and nodes? What do you think? I have. I think it's really interesting, um, especially the new capsules where it feels almost more like deformers. And I think it's getting closer and closer to being something that you could start to, um, you know, really use in production. It's all built on the new um, uh, system that Maxon Cinema 40 has been building for a long time, a, a new backend, and it's super fast. Um, it's just not quite in the, like, super intuitive mode. So it's not quite up to, like, the regular Cinema 40 super easy-to-use standard, uh, but I think they're getting there. So I, I've played around with it. I think it's awesome. I think they're building it into something great. But right now, it's just um, kind of you know, not quite there as far as the functionality for an artist to use day to day. That's at least my take on it. But I mean, give them another version and it might be, you know, the next MoGraph or something like that. All right. Uh, Octane has been free and it's been awesome. Octane X, I should say. All right. Boom. Here we go. We got a question. Uh, would love to see you use the new Grayscale Gorilla Ink Readable Surface Imperfections in a down and dirty use case. Um, I'm with you. It's like time to go in and do like a how how to make something in some you know using our stuff in cinema kind of video. I've been looking forward to doing one maybe this month, maybe in the next. Like I got some ideas, and a lot of them are tied to the surface imperfections. So ever since um you know I really dug into our uh, surface imperfection packs and realized how easy it is to really add to almost any material, I've been like going crazy with them. And so I think it's time we, you know, come out with a video and show a really specific example. If you're looking uh, for existing examples on how to use our subsur um, our surface imperfection facts, uh, we do have some videos up on YouTube uh, that show you how to use it in all three of the major renders that we um, support. All right, scrolling down, scrolling down. Let's see here. Uh, bump, bump, bump. Andy, thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Let's, uh, check this one out here. Joseph says capsules, render tokens, takes, oh my, how important are these workflows going to be in the future? Is node-based workflow going to take over the world? A lot of questions in here, Joseph. Um, with any tool, it depends on how you use it, right? So there are artists like, um, like Draplin comes to mind where he's, I feel like he's probably not learned anything new in illustrator in the last five years yet. He's, you know, a, an incredible illustrator, an incredible designer. Um, and so he might not use the, the most, you know, newest, coolest illustrator or Photoshop techniques, but he's developed a way of working that suits his style and suits what he's trying to accomplish. 
And so I would just look at tools in that language at all times. There's new tools coming out all the time. There's new plugins, new software packages, new everything. So I would focus on, you know, learning the things that are, are particular to your workflow and to your uh, issues. So I would, I would, you know, obviously focus on the basics, how to make beautiful renders, uh, learning, you know, um, composition, learning color theory, uh, and focusing on on the things that you could do that you're in control of. And then whenever you have a, an issue like, man, I wish I could do uh, 20 different versions of this without having to have 20 different scene files. Well, then that's where something like takes is built into. And then you can go dive into takes to solve a problem rather than just go learn it because it's new. In other words, especially if you're working professional, you have clients, um, you know, uh, asking you to, to do a billion changes when, when, when you have downtime, focus on the things that speed you up. Focus on the learning the tools that don't that that are allow you to do better work in less time, right? Uh, so I, that that would be my recommendation. Just learning the new tool because it's there is is often, um, at least for me, it could be a little bit of a distraction. But but waiting until it's like a super problem and then taking the weekend and learning something new to speed you up is is the way that I would I would approach it. All right, Rachel, thank you for that. Rachel's answering questions too. Here's Chad's tokens video. Thank you so much, Rachel. I appreciate it. I'm 10 minutes behind on these questions. Let's move on. Uh, EJ, what's up, man? Good to see you. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate you. I uh, 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 hope your live show went well. Your presentation was awesome. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, capsules. Yes, I agree. Zach, appreciate it. Um, all right. What, uh, let's see here. Walton, this is a good question. I don't have the answer spelled out exactly for this. What project do you find Redshift does best, uh, versus others? Um, I've been, um, I've been in Octane world for a while and, uh, I definitely had quite some time using Redshift. Um, I'm sure this might be a, actually a better Chad question. So let's try to remember this one for next time, uh, Chad's on because he's, he knows those subtle differences and he actually pulls out specific renderers uh, for different reasons, uh, for different looks and for different styles. So it's, it, you're definitely right. There are, you know, different looks that are, that suit different renderers. Uh, I don't know that I would, um, I know the answer to that one, frankly, but I think that's a great question. Uh, Darren, do I know Python? I don't, I do not know Python. Uh, EJ. Uh, oh, awesome. Cool. EJ's got some, uh, takes and tokens too. And, oh, he cheated though. Cause he just watched, uh, Chad's video. <laughs> uh, EJ, that'd be exciting to check out, man. It's on the Maxon channel. Cool. Thanks buddy. Hope you're doing well, man. Um, all right, let's see here. Keep going. Keep going. Actually got red chef. Rachel, thanks for answering some questions. Here's a good one. EJ, VDB assets coming to Grayscale Gorilla anytime soon. Uh, would love to have Grayscale Gorilla be on my one-stop shop for those type of assets as well. We, we've looked into some of that. We've looked into some of that. Um, we don't have any immediate plans, but... Um, I think that's interesting. I think that's an interesting part. You know, there's there's so many of these things that all 3D artists like need a library of, you know, and, and it's something where 
we're we're really solving, and I, th I think we've solved in in a lot of ways with lighting and and a lot of the the latest uh, material collections. But there's a lot of these things, you know. So subsurface scat. Um, I said I did it again. Surface imperfections uh, is is a good example where you know we we didn't have any of those, uh, and now that we do, we have an incredibly detailed collection of it. And this is another example that I think I'm going to put on my list, EJ. I think that's really interesting. BDB has been, you know, something that a lot of people turn to. So I think uh, I'll put that on the list. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Let's see here. Um, let's go here. Dun, 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 dun. Moving in. One I design. Cheers. All right. Joel, do you plan on teaching a course yourself in the near future? I miss your way of teaching. Um, yes, yes. Um, something I'm working on. Uh, and, you know, this year, I got to be honest, like we've we've been so busy behind the scenes making all this new stuff. So like I said, check out that what's new page. Um, and while we haven't, you know, put out all, a, a bunch of uh, tutorials like you may be used to from years ago, uh, we've been busy uh, building, you know, plus into what it is today and just adding so much new stuff to it. Um, however, there has been some training behind the scenes that uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely go check it out. Some of it has been from me. Uh, you know, I've been putting some plus videos up every once in a while. Um, but, um, you know, I do have some plans, nothing I can discuss right now. But, uh, you know, I, I love that stuff too. I'm actually excited to, um, for example, uh, do some stuff in R25, you know? So R25 is, uh, I, personally, I've played with it a bunch and used it, but so many tutorials, for example, are a little bit harder to follow along uh, when it comes to uh, watching it when it was made in R20, let's say, and then trying to follow along in R25. I think it could be a little bit tricky. So I think there's some opportunities there to do some of our our you know, um, kind of most watched tutorials, upgrade them a little bit, bring them to R25. So there's some ideas floating around there and um, stay tuned, stay tuned. I mean, yes, I love that stuff. Um, but boom, thank you, Rachel's linking up the surface imperfections training. All right, I'm catching up a little bit here. All right, the NFT question. Come on, camera, focus in. I got to look right here. Product placement. They're they're paying me absolutely nothing. Have you dabbled with NFTs? What do you think of their longevity in the art space? I think NFTs are fascinating. Uh, I um, I've been playing with and buying NFTs since last year. People got me into it. You know, uh, October I think was his first drop. I had no clue what NFTs were. I just knew that Beeple was uh, an artist that I've always appreciated and loved, and and he seemed to be into this new thing, and uh, so I went, I went and I played and I bought stuff and and learned about it, joined the joined the discords, uh, and then I actually made some. Uh, February March, uh, I put out the very first Grayscale Gorilla tutorial as an NFT. Uh, that was very fun, um, and uh, that sold. And uh, to a really great artist, by the way, go uh, check it out. Um, I have one of those Showtime pages. If you if you are in the NFT world, go check out my Showtime page. You can see all of that stuff. And then I've also been playing around with the Hick and Dunk, uh, and it's kind of a lower lower pricing um, 
that's not fair to say that anymore. It was kind of the like playground NFT place for a long time, at least when I was playing with it, but now it's much more robust. It's an amazing site. So uh, we also have a, a potential project coming up soon that I think you guys would enjoy too. So anyway, in general, I think NFTs are uh, fascinating. I've made them, I have bought them. I think that NFT as a concept is not, um, while it may be in a price bubble, I don't know. Um, I think as a concept, it's here to stay. It's digital ownership. It's something that code has never really figured out a way to digitally own something without complex DRM and centralized, um, you know, uh, stuff like Apple does with DRM. Uh, I think there's a really nice way to just prove digital ownership. And, and I think in the future, real ownership. Um, I mean, who blockchain in general is just, is, is digital ownership solved on a, on a trust level that is worldwide. I think it's amazing tech. I think it's fascinating. I think it's here to stay. And in particular, I, I just, I love seeing artists get paid, frankly, it's about time. Um, and I think uh, it's just exciting. It's just an amazing little piece of technology, amazing little world. And I just love seeing all the great artists out there making these things, having success with these things. Um, and it's, it's something I'm very seriously looking into uh, all the time. I'm listening to a ton of podcasts about uh, blockchain, NFTs. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a hold, I'm a holdler. I'm an uh, investor. I'm um, interested. Today, might, maybe that's another show for another day because I can definitely talk more about this. But uh, I'll give you a little taste. Matt, I love the space. I love the. I love it. I think uh, it's here to stay, and I, I think blockchain is a major part of our future. All right. Let's see here. Um, Joseph, cheers. Let's see here. Ink pack. You guys are talking about the ink pack. All right. Uh, Ralph, we don't have links on right now, but if you want to know uh, how to make a look um, in cinema, make sure you check out our Slack channel. So if you're not a member of our Slack channel, uh, go log into your account and you'll see a link there. You can join our Slack channel. We have different uh, places to ask questions uh, and um, uh, go bring that in there. That's a great place to do it because it's hard for me to answer all those questions, but we have an incredible um, uh, group in there that is always helping out, answering each other's questions about Cinema 4D, hardware, uh, software, tips, techniques, all that stuff. Check it out. <laughs> EJ says, Grace Gorilla NFT collectible shill in 321. That's right. We got uh, uh, 10,000 uh, gorilla faces coming out. Um, uh, and uh, here we go. Get ready. Get your uh, wallet attached to the YouTube, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll start the auction <coughs> right now. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, let's scroll down here, find some more questions. Let's see here. Plump, 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 plump. Um, please make some training materials in Arnold. Uh, Daria. I'm going to go with Daria. Uh, please, from Moscow, make some training materials on Arnold. We actually have an incredible uh, Arnold tutorial series in Plus. Um, it's one of the – it's how I learned Arnold um, when, when I was looking to use it when I was still on my Mac – before, but when Arnold was my only option, I was like, how do I learn this thing? Chad gave me some tips, and then I watched this training. It's in our Plus membership. Go check it out, um, and Rachel gets you a link. So if you're a member, you're, you're in luck. Uh, we got some incredible um, uh, Arnold training. 
And then if you just want to get started too, we have a great getting started in Arnold video up on YouTube. If you're brand new, go check that out first. All right. Doink, doink, doink. Let's see here. <laughs> Thank you guys for answering each other's questions, helping out. Um, all right, let's see here. Ba-boom. Hey, Jonas, thank you for this. Jonas says, hey, Nick, um, I, I just started working at an advertising agency. Really, you really put me on, uh, on the plate. Uh, I, I did the recent hard surface modeling course and learned so much. Thank you so much for this. Uh, if you have not seen that course, um, check it out. So that's another recent addition to Plus. We have the hard surface modeling course. Um, and if you are looking to finally learn hard surface modeling, it's been on your list and you're like just you know daunted by it the way that I am, especially with modeling, they walk through it step-by-step step and you could finally learn how to model. So check that one out. Thank you, Jonas, for the uh, shout out. I appreciate it. Love hearing feedback from our customers and how they're using all the stuff we have in there. All right. Zone. Bubzam. Well, I got to make all the sound effects myself as I move down here. Hey, got one of them Nick NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> that's right better hold on that one um uh, yeah check out check out the hick and dunk stuff too that stuff's super fascinating and there's some incredible artists there um doing doing great work and uh it's i don't know we don't have to get back into the nfts thank you for the shout out it's a fascinating space i love it we'll talk more about it some other time oh real quick though rachel did link up the show time so if you want to learn more about some of the uh nfts that i uh own and but also have launched and and just Showtime does all that stuff. Go check it out. More Apple questions. I'll do this one fast. I know the world is moving on from the Apple stuff, but I think it's interesting. So bear with me just a second. What's your stance? The monolith says, what's your stance on Apple future for professionals in 3D work? Will they emphasize more on tablet, phone workflow, the apps? I don't know. Now you're guessing, right? Like it's hard to predict the future. It's I always look at what they're doing, what they're actually uh, saying and putting out. It's hard to know where they're headed. It's hard to know where the whole 3D industry is headed. I think tablets and light computing is here to stay. I think if you think about what we could do on a giant, uh, you know, PC right now, all that power will be in a little mini chip in the next five to 10 years. So you'll be able to do what you do on a giant machine on a phone uh, in the next 10 years. That's just how computers have worked for since they come out. So then you're then the question is, what can you do on a big old machine that you can't do on a phone in 10 years? Um, so that's always how it is. It's always getting faster. It's always getting more. I, it does seem like Mac is paying more attention to speed and all that stuff. So I hope that stays. Um, <laughs> EJ, thanks, man. All right, here we go. Let's go. Banana coin. That's it. That's what I'm shilling today. Get your banana coin. Get your, get your gorilla bucks. Come on. All right, Rachel with the Arnold link. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, let's see here. More blockchain and NFT talk. We will. Michelle, we will. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But uh, I think it's fascinating, especially in the 3D world. John, why don't you do anything with Corona? John, thank you for the question. Uh, we get this request all the time, uh, and we're always looking at this. We're always looking at making sure that um, our software and our materials are compatible with um, what 3D artists are using. We're seeing an uptick in Corona for sure. And every time we see questions like this, we mark it down. 
uh, and then we look actually at, at the market and see um, at the at, at the what users are using. And you know, we want to make sure that our stuff is compatible uh, as as much as possible. We can't make it compatible everywhere across the board, but as things grow, we're always looking into this. So nothing to announce quite yet, but we are looking into you know if there is a fourth uh, renderer to support, which one it is. So I appreciate notes like this helps us all the time. Um, all right, we got some Corona talk. Love it, love it. All right. Boom, boom. And somebody might have asked for this one, the uh, intro to Cinema 4D course. Absolutely. If you haven't checked that out, check that one out. Um, Ashthorpe is killing it with his Corona render. So who showed me that? Maybe Chad showed me that. Maybe Ashthorpe on Twitter. Anyway, Ashthorpe's uh, cranking some Corona stuff. It's beautiful. It, it does look great. I think it's on a Mac. I think he's on the Mac Pro. Is that true? I think I said that right. I may be lying to you. I'm not sure. I may be literally lying to your face. All right, let's see here. Swamp, swamp. All right. This is a fun one. How do you choose? Daniel says, uh, good afternoon. Don't know which to choose, programming or motion design. I mean, is motion design in a man? I live in Brazil. Love your work. This is tough. I, I think when it comes to... Um, uh, in general, I think you pick what you're most interested in. The only way you're going to be better than most in your field, which is what you want, you don't need to be the best. You don't need to be in the top 2%. Uh, you, you just need to be better than half, frankly, to go out and get a job and, and start to be in the top 40 and, and 30 and 20% of people. And the only way, I think, um, and I've seen this with most creative fields, to do that is to be really, really into it and really passionate about it and really to care about it and really to sit on the forums and learn and, you know, um, watch a thousand YouTube videos about it. Uh, and the only way that you're going to have the time and the energy to go do that is to really pick the one that you're most interested in and the most passionate about. Now, um, what's more in demand? I got to say, it might be programming to be honest, right? Like, you know, could you go def could you go design a career around what's most in demand and what gets paid the most? I think you can. I think the question is, is, is that what you want to do every day? Um, you know, and there's family concerns and time concerns, all these things that, you know, you have to decide for yourself, but for you to be in the top 50% of whatever you want to go do, I think there, you know, there, there, there does seem to need to be a, a level of passion and, and energy that go that drives you towards it. So sit and brainstorm on what that is. And if you're 50-50, pick one and go. And, and you'll know pretty quickly. Start diving in and you'll know pretty quickly, like, this is not for me. There are some motion designers that look at programming like, I can never do that. There are some that are right down the middle. They're programming, you know, um, you know uh, all of these real-time networks and nodes and in Houdini making custom stuff. And then they also have a motion design thing. So find out what that is for you. Maybe there's a way to actually do a little bit of both as well. So not a great answer to your question, um, but I'm bad at that. I'm bad at deciding for somebody else like what they should go do. I mean, I think it's really a question for you. More in demand, programming. Is that what you wanted to go do? That one's, that one's up to you. That one's up to you. That's tough. Tough. All right. Good. Thank you guys so much for these questions. Um, all right. 
We're rolling in, uh, let's see, about 50 minutes. Um, as always, uh, I, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for, uh, oh, and I see a bunch. Uh, we got more questions popping in. Uh, please, if you have more questions, pop them in here. We'll do uh, a few more. And um, yeah, if, uh, if you uh, just, let's see, let me go through my notes here. If you have not checked out the um, What's New page, please go check that out. Thank you, Rachel, for linking that up. Um, and if you are a new Grayscale Gorilla Plus member, we had a ton of people join um, in the last month or two. Um, and we our onboarding is 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 pretty great. We spent a lot of time making sure you, uh, hopefully every customer knows where everything is. We've got a lot of stuff attached to, to a Plus membership. Um, sometimes there's specific questions for specific things. That's why we have shows like this. It's also why we have our customer support. Make sure you hit it up if you have any questions. Um, our customer support rocks and uh, they'll get back to you um, within 24 hours and make sure that you are set to go. All right, let's see here. A few more questions. Bring them in, add the question mark, add the cue in front of it. I appreciate it. Uh, let's go see what we have here. Matt. Matt says, anything new and exciting come to the Grayscale Gorilla website over the next six months? Yes. We are working on a, um, a, a new plus uh, um, release. Uh, should be out before the end of the year. And um, this is a big one. It's got some really big stuff on it. If you have seen the last big release, we updated um, uh, Signal, which was huge, uh, hugely popular plugin. And it got a huge new upgrade um, and you know, a bunch of new uh, looping features, a bunch of new stuff you could go check out. And uh, this one will be maybe as big as that release that also had a ton of other material collections and other stuff that was added to it. Um, this one's like on that scale. It's really cool. We got some new, um, I said this earlier, but some new uh, even categories of assets to share with you guys that we think you'll love. So stay tuned. That'll be before the end of the year, a new announcement. Check it out. Rachel's got the link for you as always. Matt, check out all this stuff. That's what we just launched. Um, Maybe a month ago was the last big release. And again, we have a huge new one too we're working on right now. All right, Joseph. Joseph with a business question. Let's go. I tell you what, there's like topics I'll just talk your ear off about. EJ knows, you get me with a beer and talk with EJ. We're talking, we're talking a little biz, you know, we're talking these kind of things. How do you scale stuff? How do you build teams? How do you, how do, you do your best work? And I think this stuff is fascinating. Um, no matter if you're a freelancer and want to work better and faster, whether you work on a team and want to, you know, make more stuff, you know, find your 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 style and your vision, or, or it's you know building a company or a small business. I think it's I think it's I think it's fun. I mean, I just love talking about this stuff. Joseph, thank you. Uh, how did we, how did I scale it? So I'll give you the quick story. I think there's uh, some bigger talks I've done in the past where I talk about hiring and, and how I built um, the company from just me in a bedroom to where it is today. So I'll, sp I'll spare you the long story, but as I hydrate a little bit, you know, I, um, I've always been interested in, in making stuff. And, you know, it started really early on in high school, uh, just making my own mixtapes and starting bands and creating, you know, uh, uh, recording music and selling tapes at, to, to like friends and um that's how old i am guys selling tapes before cd recorders don't look up that time you young people um and uh 
as uh, as I grew up and started, uh, you know, making stuff, obsessed with After Effects, obsessed with photography, obsessed with. I was making iPhone apps. I was doing stock video and photography. I'd always had these little side hustle things. Um, and when when I started playing with with uh, 3D in particular, uh, I knew I wanted to do 3D. I just hated 3D. Every time I touched 3D, it was awful. It's my, it was like Maya, and it was ten thousand dollars, and the interface sucked, and it was technical, and you had to click three times to make a cube, and it was just very uh, off-putting. And 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 then easier 3D applications started showing up. In particular, Cinema 4D, and it and it drew drew me to a um, a lightning bolt moment in my head when I realized that that 3D was going to go through the same transition that everything else did. Uh, Digital photography was really complicated and they made them look like professional cameras at first. And you had to learn how to do an SLR and focus and all the stuff to make a beautiful photo. And now we got this. And we all have the ability to take way better, technically better, I should say, pictures and photos than we did with a digital camera 15 years ago. And so I think we're in the I think we're in that with 3D. And uh, it is what made me start Grayscale Gorilla as a proper business. I wanted to help 3D make uh, make 3D easier for, for myself, which I was trying to do. I was learning like crazy. And realizing that um, 3D up till that point was a, a com- just designed for a completely different market. It was designed for uh, engineers and, and more technical, you know, minded people that could deal with a bad interface, frankly. And I just saw this beautiful space that 3D was going to be for for designers, and uh, 3D was going to be for After Effects people that were frustrated with um, how 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 limited 3D and After Effects was. And so I sent out set out to build that business and to uh, bring you know try to make 3D easier for for those of us who came at it from a creative angle. Um, so that was that's been the goal since we started. We did that. We do that with videos. We do that with plugins. We did that with with materials. And as it grew, to your point, Joseph, how I scaled it was with with um, first of all learning a lot, a lot of messing stuff up and learning and figuring out how to sell stuff online and reading a lot of books and learning about you know entrepreneurship and business, tons of that. Um, but it wasn't until I started hiring people uh, better than me. That we that we really scaled into a company that we are today. So if you watched a tutorial, you know uh, when we started, the best I could show you was what I got, guys. You know I was learning on the fly. I, I was a quick learner. I showed everything that I learned when it when it came to how to make beautiful stuff and 3D. But it was limited to me, right? It was limited to what I could do, and uh, I could only go so fast, guy. I could only learn so fast. I could always I could only learn how to program. Uh, plug-in so fast. And it wasn't until I started working with people who were better at me that at coding, better at me at design, better at me at uh, um, writing. <laughs> I, I'm not great uh, at like writing emails as an example. Um, did we, were we able to grow past what I could just do on my own? And so that's really what it is. It, it's it's um, the team that we are now, the team that uh, is, is, is Grayscale Gorilla um, is what allowed us to scale from you know me in a bedroom to what we are now, which are, are helping you know um, not just freelancers, not just other freelancers in their bedroom. Not I, I'm not just helping them anymore. Grayscale Gorilla now is in Fortune 500 companies. 
and uh, every TV station with a three-letter acronym and every sports team are, use our stuff to help them create better 3D. And I get emails all the time and Twitter and see all these comments from people who said, you know, you made it easier. Grayscale Gorilla made it easier. And now I work at X company, you know, and uh, we use your stuff all the time. Like, so that the only way that I was able to do that was through uh, working with amazing artists and designers and hiring an incredible team uh, and, and setting um, a big vision and going after it. And so now, you know, we're, we're able to, to help more people and it's because of the amazing team that we have. Uh, Rachel's here, <laughs> Jake's here, uh, you know, Chad, I, I see once I say all the names, I gotta say them all, like it's tricky. There's a lot of people on the team. We have an incredible team right now. Check out our about page. It's, it's not a big photo of me. Uh, it's, it's an incredible team. And um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the easy answer to your question. I hired really great people and, and learned how to build a team. That was the number one thing. I wasn't naturally good at that, by the way. I could naturally learn design. I can naturally figure out 3D and learn software really quickly. I've been studying my whole life to do that. But when I really got serious on building a team that was world-class and not just products, that's when we, we really took off and we're frankly allowed to help more people. We're allowed to serve more people because we have a team that could do it. Rachel's got the About Us page. Thank you guys. Make me tear up. Make me tear up. It's one of those topics, man. I tell you, two beers in, I'm either talking to you about EJ, tell him. I'm either talking to you about business and scaling and promotions and building teams and how to how to do all that stuff. It's so fun. Talk or B, talking to you about NFTs. Three, talking to you about pinball. What else? That's about what else is there? What else is there? People, pinball. I don't know. I was trying to do like a P thing. We'll figure it out. All right. Thank you, guys. These are great questions. Uh, Joel says, how do you get creative uh, when you sit in front of your computer? Gosh, I think sitting behind a computer is the least creative place. I, I got my best ideas away from computers. And then, and then I use computers to get them done. But I, I wouldn't rely on being behind a computer and being creative. I don't think that's the way to do it. Uh, go on a walk, take a shower, go on a bike ride, um, you know, play a game. Honestly, if you're really looking for something, like go, go figure, go, go watch great work. You will be inspired. Go watch your favorite, you know, uh, movie or, or go learn something from your favorite artist. That's what gets me inspired. But I wouldn't rely on being behind a computer to do it. That's, uh, dude, that's a tough one. Um, Mark, thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right, let's see what else we got here. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Oh, awesome. Rachel linked up these videos, this Vimeo video and my Creative Mornings talk. Uh, check out these links. They're from about three minutes ago in the chat if you want to scroll up. Um, and I put them on the screen here as well. Thank you, Rachel. Those talk a little bit more about some of the things that I learned to, frankly, more than just build a company, it's not, if that's not what you're interested in, that's okay. I think there's so much similarity with growing a career and doing what you love and, and what I did. I mean, that, that's really what I did. I followed my path through things I was interested in and things I thought I could do well and things I thought I could get better at and built this. And I think that's every creative person's story. Interested in something, not good enough uh, uh, until they learn how to be good enough. 
I mean, it's, a, you know, it's almost a damn human story here, guys. Love it. Love that stuff. You're making me cry. All right. Is college worth it these days? I design truth and what beer? <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's the other one. What's the next beer we're getting? When I go on my monologues, EJ, you're like, all right, Nick, lay, lay off. I'll buy the next round. Give this guy a water. Boom. Here we go. The real questions. Cal Fire. Uh, have you been to the Pinball Museum in Asbury Park, New Jersey? No, I have not. Uh, I've been to the Pinball Museum. Gosh, I feel like I've been to four of them. There's one in San Francisco or across the bay in Alameda. Alameda. There's um, There was one in Michigan that closed down. It's been a few other ones. Another museum. Yeah, I've been to a few. Not New Jersey. Uh, I will get there. Mark, how do you deal with burnout? Um, that's a good one. I, I think it's different for everybody. I, I, I guess you're asking me, how do I deal with burnout? I, I take breaks. I mean, it's dumb to say that. It's real simple. Uh, I, I, tr I figured out how I work. And I try to do my best to stick to those rules. Um, and I schedule in specific times where I try to take a break. Now, my brain will not shut off. I will be, I, I take a lot of road trips. I get in a car. I enjoy getting in a car and driving long distances, going on ski trips, going to visit friends. I think about work in that car. I think about relationships and what I want to do and what my future is in that car. So that, that, that does not stop me from thinking about things. But when it comes to doing hard work that you're stressed out about and your brain's melting, you know, getting away from that situation, getting away from the glowing rectangle and doing something else, I think just helps. So we're back to walks and mountain bikes and all the other stuff that I try to do. I, I try to build it in every day. Um, and uh, it's important. It's important to find what those things are for you. Could be video games, could be, you know, I don't want to guess for you, but find those things where you can take a break, whether that's 10 minutes a day, meditation, uh, you know, whatever that is, and make sure you build it in, schedule time to do it because um, it is hard. It's hard to learn. It's hard to stop yourself when you're so passionate about something. You just want to sit and do it all day. I trust me, I'm, I'm like that. I do that all the time, but I actually work Better and faster, I've found, when I take specific breaks and walk away from really, really hard problems. And that's hard. I mean, it's hard when you're a freelancer, you're trying to get a bunch done. Do you say yes to the next project? Is that going to mean they're not going to call you again? Like, I get all the stresses about that. Try to build in some real legit uh, hours for yourself and stick to them. And just treat yourself like a business. You have business hours. And then you have off hours. And so if you, if you try to stick to that, whether or not you're a freelancer, you own your own business, or even if you're an employee, like try to stick to those, to those things that you set up as much as you can. You'll always need to go work late. You'll always need to go work a weekend. And it's good to do those things when you need to, but it shouldn't be the default. And, and, and frankly, I mean, it's something I should talk about more. It, these are the rules I try to set up and, and also, um, it, build into the culture of, of our company, right? So we, when there's something that happens, I know we're going to work. I know we're, we're going to figure it out, but I don't want that to be the default for, for me or my employees, my team. And I hope for the most part that we do that and try to enforce that. It's, it's, 
a part of our culture I'm proud of. It's we're not 100% on it, but um, you know, giving time off. We actually were able to give the team a, a week off this year. Something I've never really done. Like in the middle of the summer, we took a week off as a company and said, when you come back, there's not going to be 100 emails you have to catch up with because we're all taking a week. We all deserve it. We all been working our butts off. And we and I know not only is that great for the team, it's a nice thing to do. I know we're going to come back, all of us, and be refreshed and able to tackle another big problem that we're going to go solve together. And I think it's more important to try to stay ahead of that and on top of that than it is to just burn forever. You just can't burn forever. And I think a lot of us get bad habits when we're young because when you're young, you can. You can do that a lot. You can burn and burn and burn and sleep, you know, sleep two hours and get back at it. But it's bad habits. It's bad habits, especially as, as, we, as we grow older. All right. But boom. Oh, dude, these questions are great. All right. Joel, if you had to speak uh, at a motion design conference, what subject would you like to talk about? I would talk uh, either about a little bit about what we're talking about now. Like, how do you find your passion and your vision and for what you want to do and how you can start to approach that in a way that's sustainable, that gives you money to live, that doesn't burn you out, that, that sets you creatively free and financially as much as you can free. Uh, I love those topics. I would, I've talked about that in the past, those links that Rachel put up, I talk about those things in there. It's, you know, one of them is called how to, how to be creative and get paid, I think is one of them, uh, or how to cross the creative gap. Those kind of things are so important. The other thing I would talk about, um, if it was specifically about motion design, they're like, look, dude, talk about motion design. I would talk about the fundamentals of design and how to create beautiful renders and try to do as much as I could in the, in the time that I had. So we're talking really, really basic things that I wish I learned uh, growing into this world. Color, basic color theory, typography, rule of thirds, composition, um, uh, contrast, where your eye goes, the language of film, the things that we talk a lot about, especially when me and Chad are in the same room on these live shows, we're talking about those issues. We're talking about the things that you need to know to make something beautiful in a rectangle or a square. And uh, nobody told me those things. They, they, they taught me software and uh, they taught me a little bit about lighting. Luckily, I got a little bit of that from my photography background. But all these other things, I, it took me a long time to learn. It, talk, it took Chad to come, you know, beat them into my head, frankly. I wish, um, I wish uh, that that was better taught in a lot of places. It's not always what people are searching on YouTube, but it's such an important part of what we do here that I think if I was, you know, had to do a talk about it, I would try to, to try to do that. The top 10 things that I um, wish I knew about design before I started hitting render. Oh, I, got, I should go go make that YouTube video. Rachel, write that one down. That's a good title. That's a good YouTube title, right? Like if I made that video, Ooh, that was good. That was good, guy. I need a drink. I need a drink after that one. Ooh, baby. All right, Denny. Denny's asking the good stuff. GSG merch, caps, hoodies, t-shirts would be so great. We actually have a very secret link. Rachel, can you find the secret link? I don't know. I don't even know if it's possible. It's kind of super hidden. We have uh, some merch on a store you can go get. We had it linked on YouTube for a while. But I don't know. Those always bugged me, so I took it down. 
But if you, but if Rachel's got the link, you're in luck. Um, we got some awesome hoodies. Oh, I'm wearing one. Oh my God, this is great. This is from that store. You can go get this shirt, okay? And if Rachel finds the link, hook it up, hook it up, drop it in. Teespring, is that right? Ugh, I don't know. It's in there. Um, that we got this. We got a comfy hoodie. We got all that stuff. Go check it out. Great question. Great question. Boom, 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 boom. Jonas, is there a way, a uh, course for UV unwrapping? I want to put a printed logo on a transparent glass material. Jonas, look up, um, uh, if you're a Plus member, head on in and look up like stickers. I think it's a Redshift or Arnold tutorial. And that'll give you a sense on how to put like labels on things. Uh, I think we have a couple labels on tutorials. Maybe the beer can one. Uh, there's a few of those that should show you at least the basics on how to stick a logo, a sticker on an object without it distorting in a proper way. So I'd check that one out. Jonas, thanks for the question. All right. Boom. Uh, Jew says, uh, happy for the tutorials you guys have done. Learned a lot from this channel. Appreciate it. Um, coming to off Barcelona next year. I'd love to go. I went to off in 2009, 10, 11, somewhere around there. That was great. That was really great. Uh, really loved Barcelona. All right, let's see here. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, Rachel got the link. I think she's, I think she linked it before I said it. I'm going to say it. I think you did, Rachel. Nice work. There's a similar concept in Redshift. That's the um, stickers tutorial I was talking about. Thank you. Freelance hustle is real. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Joseph, I see your question. This one's hard. I'm gonna, I don't want to off the cuff answer this. Favorite motion designers. That's tough. That is real tough. There's so many fucking great ones. That's really hard. I actually, I'd like to put that together. You know those React videos that are so popular? Everyone's like watching music videos and reacting to it, you know? I love those. Like I'll watch somebody react to, you know, the Silk Sonic all day. I'll watch it over and over again. New people just react to the same awesome song. I think we get a crew together and we do a react to like classic MoGraph. You know, like throw up some like MK12 and just be like, holy crap. Can you believe it? It's just, it's just saying holy crap over and over again. There you go. There's another one for the list, right? Rachel, <laughs> I'd click on that. I'd watch a bunch of ding dongs, watch MK12 videos. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, headspace, a lot of awesome, um, you know, mental health stuff. I think mental health is a huge issue that uh, we, we, we haven't talked enough about. Um, I think it's, I, I it, it seems like it's becoming the new smoking right now and sitting, right? Like, Okay, first, they're like, don't smoke, come on. Then second, they're like, don't sit all day. I'm standing. Got the, got the standing desk. Trying to stay healthy for you guys. Uh, and for me, a little bit for me, mostly for you. And, uh, you know, I think the next one's, you know, now that we're all, like, understanding we got to not sit in a chair all day, I think mental health's the next thing for people to go, like, you know, what is what is this doing to our brain to be on a phone all day or to sit all day or to... Uh, look at Instagram all day. I mean, I think the studies are here. The Facebook leak is a part of that. So I, I, I think mental health is such a huge part of it. Get ahead of it. Try meditation. Uh, it's been helpful for me. 
Um, I'm not great at it. I don't think anybody's great at it. It's just a tool. It's helpful. Um, I, I have seen it be helpful to me. All right. Boom, bam. Boom, bam. Boom, bam. Tools, training, and T-shirts. <laughs> Holy crap. Rachel got the merch link. Hold on. I need a drink for that one. Let's all celebrate. Say thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, team. Um, that is it. That's where you get this shirt. It's my favorite shirt. Try to wear it every live stream just for you guys. Love the look of it. Super soft. Now I'm selling t-shirts, guys. Mmm. Oh, so comfy. Not one of those BS Hanes beefy tees. No, no, no. The stuff's the night. Like not a not even a tag. Oh shoot, I lied. There's a tag. I thought this is the one with no tag. This canvas broke, folks. What's the one I have with no tag? I lied to you. I feel so bad. Anyway, the tag is, uh, you can barely notice it. <laughs> cut, it cut it off. Um, okay, moving on. Redshift or Octane? Um, this is a big debate right now. It's a big debate. Uh, you know, if you're a part of the Maxon 1 thing, you, you, get, you just get Redshift. You should try it. Uh, I, I'm I'm digging the the, the octane right now. Um, I it's it, it works the way that my brain works. So I, I'm kind of sticking with it right now. Um, I mean, the answer is go try them all. They all have free demos at this point. Go download it, try it, see how your computer reacts, see if you got the beef to run them. You know, just go try all of them, and 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 see and go watch the basics. We have an, uh, a super easy intro. Um, uh, to Octane, if you're a Plus member, we got some really easy stuff on YouTube. If you just want to like learn the first ten things for almost any renderer, go search for intro, um, and uh, just go check it out. Like, take a weekend and do each one, and you'll know really quickly. Um, all right, let's see here. John, 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 John. Oh my gosh. Okay, MK12 agenda suicide. What maybe change majors? I don't know. The first MK12 video I saw was Man of Action. That was in Las Vegas. And um, when I lived in Vegas, I did not know what motion design was. I did not know what After Effects was. I did not know what Maya was. I did not know what any of that was. And all I saw was this cool video. And at the end, it said made with After Effects and Maya, made by MK12. And I looked all three of those things up and instantly watched every MK12 video on a little quick time, like, you know, this was, this was 2000. Yeah. 2000, 2001. Um, and then, uh, and then instantly was just a, a big fan of after effects for many, 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 many years. Still am. All right. Let's see what we got here. We got a question. Uh, is it still okay to use R21 or do I have to shift to the latest version? Like R23, 24, I'd, I'd use what you got if you're just starting. If you're just starting, you can follow along. Go to our intro to Cinema 4D tutorial page. Sign up for free. Watch uh, an awesome tutorial series all about catching you up. And you can follow along with R21 very easily. And then uh, when you start to see stuff that you don't have, you know, like when, it, I don't know, uh, anything that came out after R21 and you want to use it, I'd upgrade. But you don't, you don't need a brand new one to start. Um, however, they also have, I think, a student license as well. So if you're just getting started, go check that out as well. Um, oh my God, EJ, I love your idea. We all sit and watch our first reel and then we all re react to it. 
I think we got to do that. Like, think about who who should be on that on that thing. We get in this lot. We get in this thing right here. We do a little restream. We get, you know, three, four of us. We all watch our first reel, and we all go, what the hell? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. I'm, we're going to host it right here on the, on the live show. It'll be a future live show. Let's put it in the books and, and let's see who else we want to come, uh, let them, we'll, we'll, we'll all embarrass ourselves. It'll be great. Nick, what's your favorite Grayscale Gorilla product? Dan Zuko. How you been, buddy? Good to see you. Anything you use, anything Dan uses, big fan, Daniel. All right. Um, I uh, I like what is my favorite Grace Cook Grill product? It's so hard. It's like picking your favorite kid. You know, there's ones that I like. I made I made personally, like with my own hands that that are not as relevant these days because it's like for physical render only. Something like HDRI Studio Rig, you know, is is such. I I just used to use that in every render. And then frankly, its spiritual successor is HDRI Link. You know, the one of the biggest things I wanted from HDRI Studio Rig that I didn't have in Arnold and Octane and, and Redshift and all this stuff was the ability to click and see your uh, changes of different lighting instantly in your scene. Like I just, that was my favorite part of HRI Studio Rig. And, and that's what we built into HRI um, Link was the ability to link it up to our HRI library, click and see different lighting. Because you know, like lighting changes everything. Sometimes you just don't even know you're lighting until you click around. You get a mood, and then all of a sudden you're in a new mood, and you're like, oh, this changes everything. That might be my favorite. It's such a, it's, it's such a straightforward, helpful tool that I frankly use in every, rent, uh, every render. My default scene file has uh, HRI link in it ready to go, where I just click lighting, and I'm, and I'm, I'm in ready, ready to change lights. Signal's up there. That's an awesome one. Um, you know, I, I think, frankly, as far as usage day-to-day, -day, it's our material collections. Like, having the library at my fingertips that I can drag and drop onto my scenes and, and have, you know, um, materials that I can never build myself. Even if I had unlimited time, I couldn't build these materials. And even if I did have the time and knowledge, it would take me, you know, years to build it all myself. I know because we have built it, and it's taken years. Um, but now everyone gets to use it without taking years. I think that might be my most used is our, all of our material collections. Uh, and then my favorite might be H dry link. That's fun. Dan Daniel, that's fun. What's yours, Daniel? What's your favorite Grayskull Gorilla product? Actually, good way to wrap up here, guys. Real self-serving here. Way to wrap up. What is your favorite <laughs> Grayskull Gorilla product? Let me know. I want to see these comments. I always love seeing this. And then we'll do a little lightning round. We'll wrap up here. All right, here. Um, we're a little bit behind. That's okay. We got a little rants. <laughs> Was anyone else on Real Roulette back in the day? That's way back. What's next on Plus, Jay? We got some awesome new stuff coming very soon. If you haven't seen what's, na uh, what's latest in Plus, I've lost it. Rachel will get the link for you. If you haven't seen what we've launched in the last uh, uh, few months, tons of new stuff. We also have a huge new update before the end of the year. Stay tuned. Working really hard on that uh, for you guys. All right. Uh, all the render engines are great, and uh, Arnold is killing it for Mark. I appreciate that. Um, 
let's see here. If you want to check out the intro, Octane and Plus, getting started with Octane, there it is. Uh, that's the David uh, Arioff training, correct? Uh, David Arioff, who's killing it in the NFTs right now. He's got an awesome new project that just did really well. So proud of him. Uh, he made some amazing Octane training uh, directly from the Octane Jesus guys, the Octane Jesus. Not just random one, the actual one. He made some getting started with Octane. So if you're new to Octane, go check that out. Um, there's the link for you. Rachel's got it. Bum, bum, bum. Octane X is, I think, M1 only. I think that's true. It's definitely Mac only, but I think it might be M M1 only. Uh, EJ, I just finally got to this and where I could click on it. So I'm just going to click on it say we got to do that. I think that's so much fun. Uh, if you want to see my first, not my first reel, I'm, I'm going to... I have a page on my Behance called uh, First Steps, and it's all my early After Effects work. I think this is 2002, three, four. Literally, like right after I learned about MK12, I didn't leave my room and just played with After Effects. And then I came out with these renders and I put them up on Behance. So if you could go find that, um, you can go see my absolute early first work. It is a little embarrassing, but I'm kind of like proud of it. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. All right. Let's see here. What what render is better than the wrong question? It's like asking what would be my favorite food. Yeah. Agreed. First thing to learn is lighting. Yes. Jonas, lighting is everything. Lighting and composition. Lighting and composition. Where's your camera going to go and how are you going to light it? Where's your camera going to go? How are you going to light it? Where's your camera going to go? How are you going to light it? What material are you going to add to it? I mean, what 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 else can you say about every 3D render? Every 3D render. Where's your camera going to go? How are you going to light it? What material are you going to put on it? What does all 3D renders have in common? It's not bad. Not a bad start. All right. Um... Is there a Grayscale Gorilla Discord? Good question. Um, we have a Slack channel right now. We are looking into the Discord thing. I see you, I see you Discord. I see you uh, disrupting the Slack channels out there. I've been on some Discords. Um, we do have a Slack channel, though. Uh, it's it's um, uh, full of uh, a ton of artists out there that are answering questions and helping each other out. Jonas, if you're not a member, uh, or if you are a Plus member, definitely you're, you're uh, in there. In fact, if you have a Grayscale Gorilla account uh and you've ever gotten anything from grace gorilla you can go join go join our slack it is awesome um make sure i studio and materials ah uh, dan answered it he answered it thanks dan i appreciate it man uh that's his favorite grace gorilla product all right it looks like we finally got to those banana cam dude best best iphone app that does not exist anymore banana cam Shake It Photo, however, just got an update. Just saying. Send me your Shake It Photos. Still working well. Um, all right, let's see here. All mats, uh, all materials and HRI link are at my top. Denny, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Richard says, uh, favorite for me is textures. I could also reverse and en engineer them to build my own. Richard, I think that's an important part of this. Um, 
you know, the ability to look and see how materials are made and slowly learn the, the craft of how to create them yourself. Because there's always a custom material you need that no material collection will have. You know, and we focus on the things that are the 95% of your scene that it just needs to look great when you need a, a countertop and you need leather and you need fabric and you need a background. There's always going to be a custom thing your client goes, yeah, but I need it this exact PM color and I need it to have this little scratch on it. So you should know how to modify and make things your own. And that is a part of that. All right. Hit that button. Push that button. What was that site? Click that button. EJ, click that button.com. Rachel, this is the most important link you could find. Thank you. Um, this, this is when I know we got to call it because once click that button.com comes up, everyone's going to leave. Because once you see click that button.com and you see how many clicks we've collected over the last 13 years. You're going to be amazed and you're going to want to contribute your clicks to click that button.com still up, still around shout out to Trevor Turk. Love you, bud. All right, let's finish up here. Let's finish up strong with a few more questions. We'll rock it and roll it. Look, LaCroix almost empty. Rachel with the click that button links. Thank you so much. Let's go. We're going lightning around. Uh, Octane X, Nick's first steps. Rachel found it. Can't believe it. My first steps, go to that Behance gallery, watch my uh, amazing slash embarrassing first renders, including a commercial I made for a local um, uh, home theater uh, company that installed home theaters and, and TVs. And uh, I worked there. I sold speakers and home theaters and uh, the first plasma televisions, the first $20,000 plasma TVs uh, I sold at this uh, Hods. It's where you go when you know, folks. Hods Home Theater. Uh, hardware, what you got? What's my hardware? You can actually go find uh, a um, blog post of my PC uh, and uh, Chad's new PC over on our website. Uh, we talk all about it. Uh, we got them relatively recently, and it is fast, my friends. We did not get to dive into cinema today, but I owe you guys an Octane tutorial very soon. Um, and if you want to see it in action, have I done any with this latest machine? I can't think. Um, go check that out. That's on our blog post. Uh, it's a Puget machine, and uh, uh, both uh, Chad and I got the same machine, and uh, we talk all about the specs. So go go check that out. All right, where can I uh, get on the Slack? Log in your account uh, at grayscalegorilla.com. Click on login, and uh, you'll see a link there in the dashboard to join the uh, Slack community. Like it, pros amazing. Thank you so much for that. Rachel, thanks for the click the button links. Holy crap, EJ. I got to put the commas in. Boom, boom. 669 million clicks and counting on clickthatbutton.com. Don't you want to be one of the next clicks on clickthatbutton.com and help us get to 1 billion. Thank you, EJ. 100 clicks, done. Denny did it. See, everyone left and went to click that button. Um, all right, here we go. Little Chad Slipstream question from the links, from my early work. From the Chad Slipstream piece, did you use Vanishing Point to make the house look 3D? N uh, not, uh, not really. I just put layers behind it that made parallax happen when you moved. Uh, I don't think it really had a roof or anything. I don't think I was quite clever enough to build a box yet in 3D, but uh, they, they had a lot of layers going back. Uh, Rachel got the link 
here as well. Joseph just added a thousand clicks. All right, I think we did it, folks. I think we did it, folks. We finally, everything devolves into click that button. With enough time, it all turns into a giant red arcade button that you click on the internet that does nothing but add more clicks to the website. There's something very satisfying about clicking the button. I think there is, folks. I think there is. Is there anything more satisfying than clicking an arcade button uh, in, in person? You click it, it, it clicks back on the website. We got as close as we could to it. Um, anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us uh, for a Grayscale Gorilla AMA questions. I love answering your questions. I love diving into not only the technical stuff, but but we really got to talk a little bit more about um, some of the emotional things here that we all go through about how we live in this world, how we decide what we do and where we bring our passion and our effort and how we um, can do what we love to do for a living. I think um, it's still very, um, I'm just always amazed by the community that looks at a computer and says, you know what? I'm going to do more than just play games and uh, be on Facebook on this thing. I'm going to actually go create stuff. I'm actually going to go contribute to the creative world and work with clients, work with other people, make an NFT, learn a new piece of software. No matter, oh, you know, um, go work at a, a, a go work at Apple and help them make beautiful commercials. Everybody's got these teams right now making beautiful stuff. And there's artists all around the world that look at this machine we're all staring at right now and say, Let's go do it. Let's go build something. Let's go have fun. So I love talking to you guys. I love answering questions around those concepts and ideas. Um, and uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Um, if you're watching this after the fact and you've made it this far, thank you. Second of all, put your question down in the comments and um, I'll check back and try to make sure I try to answer or at least link up anything that's relevant to your question. So we see you out there um, watching after the fact, after it's recorded. We appreciate you guys as well. Stay tuned for another live show in the next week or two. Uh, if you want to get reminders, click the bell icon here on YouTube. Thank you uh, also Twitch and Facebook users for watching. Always love seeing you guys come in here. And as always, thank you from all of us here at Grayscale Gorilla uh, for joining us for another live show. And I will see you, my friends, in another video really soon. Bye, everybody. Cheers and cheers. Happy Thursday, y'all. Bye, y'all. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for the podcast. Do us a favor and leave us a comment on iTunes or YouTube to let us know what you think about the show, or if you have an idea for a subject we can dive into on future live shows. We read all the comments, and we really do appreciate your input. Until next time, happy rendering.